Time to be doing that bullshit. bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> Welcome back, BS with Brian Simpson. We're we're here. <laughs> you got so much energy just yeah, radiating st- off of yourself right now, Brian. We're still here from some reason. Just got back from Virginia, Richmond. It's actually pretty good. Best funny bone I've been to so far. Um, <clears throat> damn, there was something I wanted to talk about the whole way here, and now I can't remember what it was. Wildfires in England? Nope, I didn't know about that. There's wildfires in England right now, and there's um, been thousands of deaths in, I believe, Spain and Italy. Because there's a heat wave going across pretty much all of Europe last week. Oh, okay. So now they they, they know what it's like to be in California. Now y'all don't have to keep visiting. <laughs> um, well, all their all their buildings and shit are built in like the 1600s. You know, so they, so so they, just, ha- they should be good then, right? No, 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 no. They they have no air conditioning. They have terrible insulation. It's meant to keep the heat in. You know. Oh. Because it used to be cold. So they're fucked. Yeah, they're fucked. So they're getting 40 degrees Celsius over there, which, uh, what is that in Fahrenheit? That's 104 degrees in London. Wow. And, like, that's, like, in the shade. That's, like, that's not, you know, in the fourth floor shitty apartment that you live in, in, like, the middle of downtown London. I bet you the queen's nice and cool. I I think she's doing okay. (laughs) What a cuck move to have a queen. Anyway, um... Do you hear that, Canada? Huh? I said, do you hear that, Canada? Oh, Canada has... Oh, well, I guess the queen is the, <laughs> technically the queen of Canada, right? Mm-hmm. But she doesn't have any real power over there. Not really. I guess she doesn't really have any power at all. Theoretically, right? I mean, actually, no. Theoretically, she she could exercise... She chooses not to exercise any power because she doesn't want to lose just being a rich person. Right. 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 She's the only rich person in the world that don't make no money. <laughs> she knows what side uh, side of the bread. She don't make no money. Well, that's I guess she's not the only one. There's like the, the Saudi princes and kings and shit and all the other every other royalty. Aren't they like one of the wealthiest families? Isn't the royal family of Great Britain one of the wealthiest families in the world? Oh yeah, nowhere close to the Saudi royal. No, 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 because no. they got oil money. But but imagine. Because how did that start? Imagine a motherfucker being like, I'm the richest because everything is mine. And people just went along with that. Like, everything belonged to me. <laughs> that, that's that's the whole premise behind it. It's like, all of England, Canada, and all these other places, it's hers. Why? No reason. She didn't win it in battle. That's what I feel like. I feel like, I feel like you, the only way you should be able to be the queen, you should have to, you have to win the throne mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. battle in hand to hand combat but you should just redo it because he used to they used to do that right yeah I mean I, I would love my look if I ever because you know if you've been watching for a while you know how I feel about the queen you know how I feel about the royal family period but I would I would just love for someone to discover some kind of ancient scroll or some long lost, like you know how you know how you 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 read those articles or those books about like stupid laws that like are still on the books somewhere in yeah. America. You know, like you can't have an alligator in a bathtub afternoon or some mm-hmm. shit like that. <laughs> and no one's bothered to like get rid of them. So technically, somebody could. You know what I mean? I want them to discover something like that in England, like a little scroll or something, where it's like, yo, if you can, if you manage to get close enough, and you can slap the shit out the queen, 
you're the queen or something like that you know what I mean or if you can like you know if you just she should you, always have her head on a swivel yeah if you can sh- yeah the queen the queen had to take BG, BJJ dog it's like if you if you can make the queen tap, you're the queen. That's what it should be. And she, but she might surprise you. We all know what she's capable of. Yeah, we all watch the crown. What's up under that dress? She's been, you know, she's she's like ninety five or something like that. Something like that. She's in her nineties. She's in her nineties. She's been the queen for seventy some years, seventy one years, if I'm not mistaken. She was twenty one when she became queen. She's ninety six now. She's ninety six now. She's been the queen for seventy four years. Something like that. Let's see. Yeah. When, when did she at? become? Oh, well, seventy-five. She says she's ninety-four. She uh, she became queen queen regnant at twenty-five years old. Oh, 25. which was nineteen fifty-two. So she's been she's been the queen for seventy years. Did you see that thing where they had the hologram of her in the in the the carriage? Uh-uh. The queen was sick. And everybody thought she was dead for a while. She was sick? Oh, yeah. She oh, was I sick. this bitch never got sick. No, everybody thought that she was dead because nobody had seen her for months. She had not been seen in public for months. And everybody was like, she's definitely, she's either dead or she's like in a coma or something. And they're not showing her. And then uh, her, whatever it's called, the Platinum Jubilee or some shit like that, yeah. which is like the 70th anniversary of her ascent to the throne, uh, was coming up. That was just recent. That They just recently had that. And they all, everybody thought they were going to see the queen. And instead, they trotted out this old carriage that has like gold and shit on it. And they had like a hologram in it, like the kind of shit you would see at a Disney ride. And it was like a, it was a, of her at the, at, I think at the age 20, at age 25. They like had turned a video of her into a hologram. Yeah, it's like, it's like, that's, see, that's how you know you can't trust this bitch. <laughs> it's because, like, why don't you just give it up? It's like the, the country doesn't need it to be you. Pass it on. You 90 some. Pass it on. It's like, what you, you still good, right? Like if she, because I, I mean, she's been the longest reigning monarch. I think so, yeah. So, I, you know, at least she's definitely been the queen my whole life and my mama whole life, you know. So I don't know. I don't know what happens to the, to the queen or the king. If they, uh, what's the word, abdicate? Mm-hmm. If they just give up, but I know they don't like kill them or like make them homeless and nothing like that. I think that maybe they get a castle or something and they just get to go over there and like just till they die. They still have other titles besides queen, right. but it's like, you know? it's like why you why you gotta hold on to it? Just give it give it to the next person. And I think she's been the queen so long that the next person in line is old now. Is right. it her son Charles? Is he the next in line? Yes, it's her son. Yeah. Yeah, it's her son. Because it's definitely not. Well, her husband died. Um, but yeah. It definitely yeah. wouldn't have been him. He died last year, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, pro- uh, Philip. Yeah, they all acted like this dude was some kind of... Like, I just... I don't get this obsession with, with the royal family. Maybe maybe it's just because I'm not British. You know, like I, you know, maybe it's something that just gets instilled in you from growing up there. But I just don't get it. I don't get it. I think it reminds them of a time when people gave a shit about what they thought. And what happened in that in It that reminds country. Britain, British people? Yeah, it reminds British people of what it was like when they were on top. Mm. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, maybe they look at it as something that like they have over the rest of the world. Yeah. Because the thing is, there's there's other queens and kings. But if you mm-hmm. say the queen, people, it's England. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I mean, to us, because we got our independence from Britain. Right. No, but I mean, look, okay, mm-hmm. unless you're in a country with a monarch mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or a patriarch, obviously, like, yeah, if you're in Saudi Arabia and you say the king, people going to think you talk about the king. But if you're in... If you're in a country that doesn't have a royal family and you say the queen, they, they, they Elizabeth was who people talking about. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But still, fuck her. You know. But may she have good health, everlasting health. I hope that bitch is the queen when I die. <laughs> at, at a certain point, you just want to see how far she can go. Well, the longer she is the queen, the more ridiculous it is. Yeah. It's like, what is the function of that? Because this is what kills me. There are pro- queen people they're royalists Mm -hmm. is what they call them and i just recently watched a video about the trial of uh so this this was uh this was them this so maybe this it'll be familiar to you if i say it but the guy had he started some bullshit war and he then he and then to keep the war going he made it illegal not to let him borrow money Mm. And it kind of turned. It, it everything went bad. It the people turned on him, and it created like almost a civil war. And they finally captured him, and they put him on trial. King Charles the first. King Charles the first. And so he. So at this time, um, uh, th- there was no. All people knew was uh. Was what? What did they call it? So basically, there was no such concept as popular sovereignty, mm-hmm. right? And so, in in in, in other words, uh, in other words, the idea that the ruler's power comes from the people was not something that anyone had thought of. Mm-mm. It was divine sovereignty. It was like you're the king because God says so, and everyone believes in God. So we, so we go by, we, you know, we go by it, right? So when they put him on trial, they try to charge him with treason, but that didn't make sense to people at the time because treason is against the king. You know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. he fucked them up because he was like, by whose authority are you charging me with treason? And it, and it took them a while to come up with because I mean because it's because it, it's we're used to it now but just imagine having to think of the thing that nobody has thought of you know it's like when Isaac Newton invented algebra you know it's like calculus oh sorry calculus yeah what it's like you just imagine having to think of a thing that just has n- a thought that's never been thought <laughs> it's like that's what was going on and they went through all this back and forth philosophical debates blah 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 and when it came down to the vote. Like, like, if, if, I'm gonna send you this video of this. But when you see how much it was like pulling teeth, when you see how much some of the same people that that were all about capturing this motherfucker and putting him on trial, they were they were so they were so afraid of the unknown that they still they were afraid to vote to convict him because mm. they were like, well. Well, if we convict the king, then what? Then you know, then what is there? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, a, it's like they. So I, I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't know how to give a good analogy of it. But to me, it's like there's been bootlickers throughout all time. Like this dude literally ruined the country, stole everybody's money, started a bullshit war that half of their friends and family died in. And when it came time to 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 punish this motherfucker, people were still afraid of his power. 
I mean, we have the same thing today where, you know, yeah. people still don't want to pack the court. And it's like, what are you waiting for? And for a lot, for the people that are in power right now, even if they're sort of on the weaker side, right? If they're on the left, they're worried about packing the court because they have a vested interest in maintaining the status quo either way, right? Oh, yeah. Well, that's what trips me out about about people being uh, so f- intensely political as if as if they're really two parties and you know it's like there's one party for real for real there's like I guess the, the Democrats are just the slightly more liberal side of the right wing mm-hmm. it's the same bird right it's like there's no there's really no leftist in government it you know, I mean, maybe Bernie Sanders was, but that's about it. Like, there's no real left here. So it's weird to me that people will fight over political parties like it's like like those people give a fuck about you. None of those people care about you. None of them. Even your favorite one. Yes, them. They don't care if you live, die, starve, whatever the fuck. They live in too good. They live in too good. You sh- I-, I feel like Congress should be about suffering. That's the only way to keep people from seeking power for power's sake is like I I and I always get shot down for this, but I like the Judge Dredd philosophy. <laughs> if you ever watch Judge Dredd or read the comic books or whatever, it's like in the Judge Dredd universe, um, when you got finished being one of the um I forget what they called those people. That the were, magistrates? Uh, yeah, or- when you get finished being a magistrate, which is like the highest thing. They gave you a gun and sent your ass out in the desert. You lost. You didn't get the profit from it. You just had to go die afterwards. You know, and for some people, that's a you know chief that's judge. A, that's what it's called. It's yeah, called that, that, chief judge. That's a calculation you got to make, right? Is oh well, I sacrifice everything to be in power for a long time. Some people would, but just like the, these people that go to Congress now, they don't have to sacrifice nothing. You know, they don't they don't lose anything. They all just get rich. They go there and get rich off of like, you know, I forget like um, like like Nancy Pelosi tried to act like <laughs> she wasn't invested in the in in the semiconductor stock. Like, oh, yeah, I just have other people, but I don't pay attention to it. It's like, really? Y'all believe these motherfuckers? Other people like your husband? Right. Your husband is in inve- like the. Oh yeah, we, but we don't talk about work when we. Oh yes, you do, bitch. We saw you in the head and getting your hair did during the pandemic. That's the other thing. All of them did it. Like 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 all these politicians, all they all make rules for you that don't apply to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm like me and you agree on this. I'm all about the Second Amendment, you know. Sure. And it's like, but it's like, you know, conservatives want everybody to have guns, but not near them. Mm-hmm. You can't have a gun around one of them motherfuckers. They like, oh no no no! You come to the rally, you gotta keep the gun in the car. You know what I'm saying? And then liber- liberals claim they don't want nobody to have guns, but then they surrounded by people with guns to protect them from who? From you without a gun. That's what they want. So I I I, I feel like all these people. Like I think I think you're being misguided. You need to go out and get you a motherfucking pistol at the very least <laughs> and go to the range and learn how to use it, learn how to clean it, learn how to load it, learn how to shoot it. Learn all the safety rules. Yeah, get it in. Every every American should have a gun. No, not everybody. <laughs> <laughs> 
Everybody I love should have a gun. Everybody I care about should have a gun. At least one gun. Everybody that I want to have a gun should have a gun. Right. Everybody that I everybody that I deem worthy of weaponry should have a weapon. You know, some of y'all, hey, listen, everybody should be armed. Not everybody not everybody deserves a gun. You know, some some of y'all need to learn how to sword fight or something. <laughs> That's just as intimidating. But you know, it's just more it's just a different thing. You can't just accidentally, you know, kill somebody with a sword, you know. You can't well, maybe, maybe you could. But I I don't know I don't because some people have a hard time wrapping their head around like how you can be um, how you can be philosophically liberal but also be pro guns mm. you know because I'm not a ridiculous person I'm not one of these people that's like that I'm so uh, reactionary that I'm like. I want everybody to be have access to every kind of weaponry. I don't think a farmer needs to have a tank mm-hmm. or a grenade launcher. I don't know what what you need a grenade launcher for <laughs> to hunt. I don't know. So, so I don't. I don't think that's the deal. But it's like, but for real, for real. You you know, listen. All I know is all I know is this. Especially like when it comes to the police violence in in the black community specifically. What I know is that when you're when you're known, armed, and organized, the cops behave. That's what I know. Like, you know, when you see these biker gangs and shit having these rallies, it don't matter how hard we get. It's like when the cops show up, they be calm. They be negotiating. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, I, there's footage and pictures of the, of the Black Panthers running up in the state capital of California, which is what led Ronald Reagan to be strict on guns in in California, which is you know a whole other thing. But but it's like but none of them got shot. You know what I'm saying? It's forty niggas with rifles. It's like you gonna start a shootout or you gonna be a reasonable person? You know, it's that it's that gray area that it's like oh you might have a gun. That's the shit. But if you definitely got a gun, people tend to negotiate. Mm-hmm. If they know for a fact you got a gun and you and you know how to use it and you know your rights and all of that, you're less likely to be um, harassed or or have your rights violated. You know, it's still gonna happen. You know, because racism is still racism. But I just mean it, 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 people are gonna approach you with a whole different attitude. You know, so that's just me. I I I, I feel like you crazy as shit if you don't have a weapon. In, right now, in this day and age, you know, you 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 rolling like you living in that you living in the should world. Oh, I shouldn't. I should be able to just. Well, you can't. You can't. And there's a certain there's a certain calmness that you can move through the world with when you know that you're armed. True. You know, there's a certain. You know. You know, there's a certain you you get that you get that cocaine confidence when you got a when you got a pistol when you got a pistol in the holster, and you know how to use it. That's the key. That's a that's a that's an important element of it. That is the key because when uh, back in the military days, we used to have to repeat all kind of wild shit and remember it, and. You know, and recited on the spot when challenged and all of that, and it was all kind of like you know all your general orders and you know the 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 specs and 
of shit, maximum effective ranges and voltage tolerances and all of this shit I had to know. And I thought I would never forget that shit because I said it a million times and I forgot all that shit except the safety rules for guns. Because I think that was actually beat into me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like... There's also some muscle memory for being able to still shoot. Even um, if you take some time off. I yeah, think. I mean, but back then it was mo- it was it was mostly rifles. I didn't really get to shoot pistols until I, I was on the range. Mm-hmm. I worked at the range for a little while and I got to shoot pistols out there, which was awesome. But yeah, it's like you know, it, it, it's very clear. And when you follow them, no head gets hurt. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's very simple. It's basically just telling you to be smart. It's like assume every weapon is loaded. Treat every weapon as loaded. Yeah. Right. Never point a weapon. Anything. You do not intend to shoot. Keep your finger straightened off the trigger until you, what is it? Until you're ready to fire. Mm-hmm. Keep your weapon off safe until you keep your weapon on safe until you intend to fire. Those are the, those are the ones. That was it. And it was like if you follow all those rules, you nobody should get shot by mistake. Right. Right. And it's like you see, that's why like some of the TV shows be killing me because it'll be like some professional killer or whatever, and they'll what up and their finger be just resting on the trigger. I'm like, no, <laughs> nobody does that. Nobody would do that. Yeah. Especially not like some trained super sniper from yeah. the jackal or Keep whatever. Keep your finger off the trigger until you're ready to fire. Because honestly, I feel like the first one, the first rule. Um, is the is the is the is the main one. If you follow that one, the rest of them kind of don't matter. I mean, what I'm saying is, if I could only give you one rule, you know, no, that's not true. I guess number the second rule: don't never point a weapon at anything you do not intend to shoot. The one I always heard, the way I always heard it phrase is: never point a weapon at anything you don't intend to destroy. Oh right, well some people, yeah, it, some people say destroy, yeah, but I think we said shoot. Um, I think I think when I was a kid, they beat it into our heads with destroy because you see on TV people get shot in the shoulder and they're like fine. They have a sling oh, in the right. next scene, you know. And it's like no, if you shoot somebody, they're fucking dead. If you shoot most them, of the time, yeah, yeah, like like bullets. It doesn't matter if it's a it's just a twenty two. Like no, bullets will destroy anything I mean, that you aim at. Honest, honestly, man, a twenty two. A twenty-two can fuck you up the worst. Yeah, from the right range, because that shit'll fucking bounce around in you. It'll because it's, it's not strong enough to break bone, so it'll just bounce through your soft tissue. Yeah, it doesn't have to blow a giant fucking hole nope. in and out to kill you. Nope. Next thing you know, you're shitting in the bag for the rest of your life. Anyway, um, but yeah, muzzle awareness and all that. But uh, I, I, we digress big time. How do we go from what are we talking about? That's that's what I I should call the podcast. What what were we talking about? What were we talking about? Well, we were talking about the the heat wave, but we can move on to the yeah, uh, move on to the queen. Oh, actually, I wanted to definitely hit on this today. Remember that shit? Did you see that shit I sent you with the um, the foster care lady? So this this woman is suing. These motherfuckers might owe me some money out there. Oh, here it is. Uh, it's an NPR article. Decades after foster care is the first. Decades after foster care, she learned she was owed benefits. Where did the money go? Um, oh boy. Yeah. So the gist of it is that basically this woman, this woman, um, Kathy Stoles Silvis, uh, forty-five years old, 
I'm sorry. It's been almost 45 years since she was in foster care in Pennsylvania. So basically her and several other people learned that uh, for whatever reason, they were due benefits as foster children, mm. whether that be a social security benefits. They would do mm-hmm. social security benefits or uh, from either from injuries or people dying or like one of the people's dads was in the military. He died. They had a pension coming. And basically their their child protective services filed to be uh I forget what the term is they use in here. Like the beneficiaries? Right. The the beneficiary that's not what they called it. It's something okay. bene- benefit, but uh, hold on. Their representative payee. So the, the so the basically the government the, this government agency that takes care of foster kids filed to be their representative payee so that they were collecting their social security benefits and did not inform them so they were just spending the money and even beyond the age of 18 when they were adults no one told them and and these organizations are just taking their fucking money this was 45 years 45 years of her social security benefits down the fucking drain and and here's the wild shit who is she who does she sue does she, if she sues the agency and they and it bankrupts them then that fucks over all these kids so, she, I could, so maybe she has to sue the state government. What the fuck? It's insane. It's this is this is infuriating. If you don't not familiar with my story, I was a foster kid, and I'm telling you, you want to talk about the most the most vulnerable and marginalized group of people are foster children. Because take any other damaged and marginalized group, and there's a foster kid that's in that group. Mm-hmm. It's made ten times worse because you because you don't have uh you don't have as much agency as a normal uh child would. And and you're because the state is your parent, you're a ward of the state. And so you know <laughs> It's basically it would be like if a company owned you. It would be like if if a soulless corporation was your father. You know what I mean? And I, so, I think we need to execute these people that I think that's oh, that would be justice. We need to execute the people who signed the papers that took this money from these kids. This is a lot of money. Oh. The, the, this is like this is like 700 800 bucks a month starting when kids are like 12, 13 years old. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's bullshit, and and I, I like I like where you where your mind went there. Execute, okay. So we we agree on that, but let's talk about how we should execute them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shoot, because I, I I say you know I say hit them with the icy hot. You know, I want to have I want to have them sitting in an ice tub mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with their hands in pots of boiling water. Mm. So they just feeling it. They feeling all the sensations from mm. both sides until they fucking pass out and drown. Not a bad idea, right? I'm, I'm down with I'll, that one. I say hit them with the Wu Tang torture and sew their assholes closed <laughs> and keep feeding them and feeding them. 
about that one where they put the uh, pot upside down on your stomach with like the rats in it, and then they slowly heat up the pot so the rats have to dig through Ooh. to get out. Oh, dude, no. We we go straight ancient on them. We hit them with the the trial of the boats, right? This is what you oh do. the two boats going in opposite directions. No, 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 no. That's too quick. No, 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 no. What you do is you you tie them down to a boat. You smear their body with honey, and then you cover them with another boat upside down. And then you push them out to sea. And slowly but surely, the flies will start landing on them and planting eggs. Before you know it, it'll be billions of the motherfuckers eating them alive because they're the only food out there once the honey gone. That sounds... That sounds... It'll take them weeks to die. That sounds about what they deserve, yeah. Yeah. But now that leads us to the next question. We've decided they need to be dealt with. We've decided how. Now... Who is the real question? Who is responsible? Um, why is this practice even allowed? This should go to the Supreme Court. You're stealing money from foster children, you fucking wicked demons. <laughs> You're stealing money from foster children. Holy fuck. Now listen, some states really look out for their foster children. California is pretty good. They'll they'll take they'll take care of you for a decent amount of time. I think you always get to go to school to state schools for free, mm-hmm. which which is pretty cool. I don't know they didn't do that in Maryland. I mean they would pay for your school till I think you were twenty one or something like that. But they should take mm-hmm. do it for life because that's the thing. You take the take the advantage you have from having rich parents, right? Compared to compared to a motherfucker that that has middle class parents, mm-hmm. right? That big of a gap. And when I when I say advantages, I mean your ability your your ability to fail and recover, your ability to go back home and and get your shit together, your ability to call mom and go, can you pay my rent just this month? Can you get my car? No, can you get my insurance? Can you get myself that right? Take that that much of an advantage, and then okay now. Now, pe- kids with poor parents have that much of an advantage over foster kids because they don't have parents that they they can't call. Like if they once they hit eight, once they hit eighteen or twenty one, depending on where you are, and you get and you get sent out into the world, you don't get to <laughs> you don't get to come back home. There's no home. Now some do. Some people uh, maintain a relationship with the, with their foster parents, and some sure. foster parents will treat you like one of their children and let you but but most of these kids once they once you grown that you on your own mm-hmm, mm-hmm. your only bonds with other fucking kids you can't afford the powerful medications you've been on for 10 years <laughs> it's 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 real serious out here you can't move back home you can't ask for no motherfucking money you're probably statistically going to be homeless in prison have an std have a child young all of the life altering ruining progression stopping things are more likely to happen to you and then you're 60 and you find out that for 45 years they've been stealing your fucking money 
I'm telling you, if this lady ran up in a, if she ran up in a in a in a government office and fucking blew that motherfucker up, I would I would pardon her. I would sign the petition. That would if jury nullification. Because I'm about to look into it. I don't know if I was owed any money or nothing like that. She, look, there's a there apparently there's a uh, class action lawsuit in Alaska. Hey, look here. If I find out these motherfuckers been taking stealing money from me. It's gonna be a fucking problem. You were in the system in Maryland, right? So, yeah, I was so, in the system in Maryland. but they, but they told me the same thing they told her. So, years ago, I um I had a crazy story that um I was just writing my story and I was trying to like I was I, when I started comedy, I also started doing like live storytelling, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um and I was trying to write this story of this t- of a time when I was in. In, a, in foster care, and I was trying to get a hold of my records, mm-hmm. you know, and and they were saying they told me that oh sorry we can't get it to you, we can't share it with you, you know, and it's like wait a minute why not? Like yeah it's just private and maybe we can't share it with you. It's like then why you have it? Who the fuck get to look at it? If I don't, <laughs> why do you even keep it? Yeah, why you keeping the records? Of who gets who's it for then? If I, if I can't read it, that's a really good point. My 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 grandmother was given up for adoption when she was a baby, mm. and uh, she she tried forever to try to get the uh, information on you know who had given her up and all that kind of stuff, and she she couldn't get it because it was a Catholic organization, and they were like, no, it's private, and I guess it's just for the Pope to know. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes that's his porn. Sometimes the Pope just <laughs> just walks through the archives and looks at all the adopted kids, <laughs> all their folders. He's like, "Yeah, this, these are all abortions that didn't happen." Whatever. <clears throat> yeah, these are all th- wins in his book. Yeah, this is infuriating to me. Which leads us, good segue, Rob. Which leads us to the article I actually sent you, which was. I actually don't remember what it was about, but I remember if it's if I ever text it to you, that means it's insane. <laughs> oh, the so this is from Christianity Today. You know, the popular the popular news source. Uh fantasy role playing is hurting America by Russell Moore. He thinks video games now, okay, now look, you guys know where I'm you guys you guys know where I'm going with this. See, this is one of those weird places. We're extremists. See, this is this is what, this is what I don't like about. I mean, this is what I think people need to understand about the political spectrum. Because I think a lot of times, falsely, and I blame Centrum, the vitamin company, Centrum CM, for the visual. Because I think some people hear the word spectrum and they think it's a straight line. Mm, you know? And they because mm-hmm. we go left, right, they hear the left and right, and they think that it's a straight line. But in reality, it's a it's a it's a circle or at least it's 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 curved that way because the extremists on the right and the extremists on the left they sure do agree about a, a lot of things it's called horseshoe theory oh i didn't just make that up no damn i thought i was way more brilliant uh, <laughs> horseshoe theory horseshoe theory the that idea I, that it's the, it, cur- it curved around i just independently yes. dis- d- in- discovered uh, but yeah, someone invented it, right? Um, but but this idea that role playing games, specifically games that allow you to live a fantasy, mm-hmm. are, are are hurting America. Um, he says. Uh, uh, so he goes. He goes. As a kid in the 1980s, I heard dire warnings from my evangelical elders about the fantasy role playing game Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> 
what warnings did you hear that you that the that's the satanic panic stuff right it's like only druid is for experts <laughs> although i never played D. i didn't take these ad- ad- admonitions all that seriously because i reasoned that the same logic could be applied to tolkien's lord of the rings or lewis's chronicles of narnia now in the 2020s i'm wondering if my evangelical elders weren't partly right about the way fantasy role-playing can paganize a culture Just now, 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 guys, y'all know what paganism is. It's belief in multiple gods. That's what a pagan is. It's somebody that believes there's more than one god. That's it. I, so I don't know it's how. The Christian, it's the Christian word for infidel. Well, okay, true. Christians yeah. have used it as a curse word, but, uh, but so I guess they mean not, not Christian, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but I guess, no, because I guess that would, because you, because they don't look at atheists as pagans. A pagan is somebody that worships another. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I think uh, so. Growing up Catholic, the way that I heard pagans referred to was, uh, or the way that I heard the term pagan used was essentially an umbrella term for the religions that were practiced by pre-Christian peoples before oh, Christianity came right, to them. Right, so, for right. instance, like Norse mythology right. would be considered paganism. Or the Roman gods. Or the Roman gods would be considered right. paganism because it was sort of like what all these uh, stupid savages had before uh, Christ came into their lives. So, wow, this this article takes a twist. In this month's Atlantic, Jennifer Sr. explores a similar thought in relation to nationalist political strategist, right-wing media personality Steve Bannon, who is currently indicted on charges of contempt of Congress regarding his alleged role in the January 6th insurrection. Putting aside what I think about Bannon himself, I was struck by one section of the article that explains much of what's happening in America right now. Senior points to a 2018 documentary to which Bannon explains to a filmmaker how when working in the internet gaming industry, he was surprised to learn just how many people are devoted to playing multiplayer online games. Uh Uh-oh, slippery slope. I mean, you know what? I guess World of Warcraft is some people's god. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're devoted to World of Warcraft the same way some people are devoted to their church. You know, they definitely, they give them well over 10% of their money. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, Although you can play Final Fantasy fourteen all the way up to level 60 without paying a single cent. Yeah, but that's how they get you. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, The game don't start till you hit level 60. <laughs> you can't play a gunbreaker at level 60. Um, Bannon interprets this intensity through the grid of a hypothetical man. Well, you know what? I'm not going to. This is really, really long. It's amazing that he has so much to say about it. And 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 I'm, I just. <sighs> Here's where I'm at now with it. Just my overall philosophy is like. It, you know, again, if you've watched the podcast, especially from the very beginning, like from the audio only days, you know that I struggle with cynicism because I know that that's not the healthy or productive way to operate, to move through the world, right? Because, you know, there's no benefit to cynicism it's just it just gives you it's a it's a it's an escape hatch right it's but it's it's but i go back and forth because shit like this makes me go we're doomed it's like cynicism is just my way of going what's the point in trying so it's like my excuse to not try 
It's a coping mechanism. It's a coping mechanism, but it's also like I'm still trying. I'm still out here working and living and trying to make money and trying to buy things and trying to live life. So I can't really truly believe that all hope is lost. Because if I, if you really thought that, then jump off a bridge, right? Have you read Camus? Who? Albert Camus. Uh-uh. Uh, he wrote The Stranger. He wrote The Myth of Sisyphus. He's a the absurdist. Myth of Sisyphus. Mi- myth of Sisyphus. You know Sisyphus from Greek yeah, the mythology? Yeah, the rock up the... Yeah. yeah, yeah. So well, he... let's tell the audience. Sisyphus is was cursed by the gods. Mm-hmm. I forget what he did. He tried to fuck Zeus. So he wife. died. He died, and he basically tricked his way out of hell. He was he he was a king, and I think it was a Tyrian king. And he went to hell, and then uh, uh, he tricked his way out. In certain stories, it's he tricks Hades, and other ones, it's Demeter. Like it depends on which version you read. But anyway, he goes back to he goes back to Earth, and. Um, and he just starts living it up because he's like, yo, Hades fucking sucks. Like that place, that place is dog shit. Like here we have sex and we have drugs and we have food and we have wine and we have all these fucking awesome things. So he just lives it up and he gets caught. And when he gets caught, he goes back to Hades and they're like, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to live, you're not allowed to live a second time. So as your punishment, you're going to roll this boulder up a hill and every time you get to the top, it's going to roll back down and you got to go back down and roll it back up. And you have to do this forever. And Camus was an absurdist philosopher. So he comes out of like an existentialist tradition. Did he go, why not just refuse to push the boulder? Well, the idea is that we're all Sisyphus. He go, So Camus goes into the three, like once you realize that we're all Sisyphus rolling this boulder up the hill and it doesn't really mean anything and life doesn't really have any meaning to it because like the same idea you could say the same thing to you like okay well you recognize that cynicism is a valid reaction to the way that the world is the injustice of it the unfairness of it why don't you just why don't you just jump off a bridge yet you persist right right yet you persist i persist so so he says you know he he and i'm I'm not going to do justice to it everybody everybody should read the myth of sisyphus i think it's a fantastic book um, it's not a long read. You can read it in an afternoon. Uh, but Camus basically looks at three different, you know, once you realize how ridiculous and absurd, uh, life is, you have three options. You can either kill yourself, uh, and he goes into why that's not a very good option. And it's not just because like, oh, cause you shouldn't kill yourself. It's like, it's like he has an actual argument for that. There's, you could uh, be a positive nihilist, like an existentialist, and you could just decide, well, the meaning of life is whatever meaning I give it, and then you kind of adopt a religion and just... I mean, you can be a positive nihilist? Yeah, positive nihilist is somebody who believes that there is no inherent meaning meaning in life, but that we can ascribe meaning to life. That's what I already... Have you seen the documentary... Um... Uh, uh, examine life. No. So it, it's a, it's a, it's a. Obviously, the. It, it's, well, let, it's let me say, let me say the third option before we move on to that, because the third option is to live an absurd life in spite of the absurdity of it. In 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 engage with the inserted with the absurdity of it, embrace the absurdity of it, and that's why he talks about Sisyphus, and he says we have to imagine that Sisyphus is happy. That would be the most rebellious thing that Sisyphus could do is roll that boulder up the hill and just be like, this is fucking and awesome. Just fucking love it. Just fucking love it. <laughs> love every fucking moment of it. 
Uh, I mean, I, I, no, because I feel like the most rebellious thing he could do is just not push. Well, you know, I'm. Well, let's go into this examine life thing, but 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 we'll 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 uh, you should read it and we'll we'll talk about it. I, I think you'd love the myth of Sisyphus. Okay, let's talk about it. Okay, so well, tell me about this examine life. It's, so it's a documentary by this lady named Ast- Astra Taylor, and they go into um, they basically go. She goes all around the country or all around the world, maybe interviewing philosophers. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out in oh nine. Oh, we got some no, heavy no, hitters she, in here. Maybe. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zizek in there, Cornell West, Judith Butler, Kwame Anthony. Oh, yeah. Michael Harp and uh, Peter Singer. But Judith Butler, I, I'm almost positive that's who it was. Judith Butler. So she, so she goes around the country and she asks all these philosophers one question or about one thing. They, mm-hmm. they speak about one thing. And um, I think Cornell West talked about truth. And I forget what Zizek talked about. He ended up getting his own documentary with Astra Taylor, but Judith Butler talked about meaning. And I and it's it's the one it's one of the ones that I remember very 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 vividly. Um, but it's she kind of goes along, you know, because she she you you got to hear her talk about it. But she mm-hmm. talks about like how you we know we're the only creatures that need that that ask that question mm-hmm. you know what i mean the the dog you see two dogs playing neither one of them is thinking about what it means we're cute two humans look at two dogs playing and go what does that mean you know it's like it doesn't mean is why does it need to mean something it, it just is and i think that's the hardest thing for humans to accept but we really are the only creatures that we know of that have to think about what things mean that even that to the point to our detriment, you know, whereas like sometimes we're paralyzed by the search for meaning when meaning itself is meaningless. Right. That, that's uh, I mean, uh, Carl Sagan talks about talked about that a lot. I think Carl Sagan's one of the. So maybe maybe's. the need for meaning is a byproduct of intelligence. We just lost half the audience. Actually, you know what? I got to stop. I got to give our audience more credit. Yeah, I think we have smart listeners. We There's do. no dumb people subscribing to this podcast. Right, I feel like yeah. They, and if they are, fuck them. Uh, yeah, I don't like you. In <laughs> fact, I, like I want you to not listen. If you're stupid, and by, what do I mean by that? St- stupid is not you don't know things. That's ignorance. That's ignorance, and we're all ignorant to some degree with relation to whatever. You issue. can fix ignorance, right? You can fix ignorance. Stupid is your lack of capacity for intellectual growth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, if I, if, you know, if I talk to you today and I don't see you for five years and, and, and I, and, and I run into you and you still on the same shit, <laughs> you stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, it hurts. It hurts that you, you haven't learned anything. Actually, you know what? We, before we get out of here, let me, um, Make sure I don't forget to address the write-ins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. So, first of all, dude, so I was a guest on Potter's podcast. Yeah, yeah. And I said something about people sending in beats, and I got, like, a shitload of beats. Fuck yeah. From Some from Griffin Parker, some from Justin Smith, some from... We'll use them on this episode. 
Um, let's okay. Well, there's a, okay. There's one of them I liked in particular. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna use that one, but uh, you know what? I think I might actually end up doing is. You know what? You want to do a giveaway? Sure. Let's do a. What should we give away? We'll figure that out. Okay. But next week we're going to do. Next week we're going to announce the giveaway. Um, and this is for the spitters. I'm a. I'm gonna use this beat. So we're gonna give the dude that sent me the beat that I picked. We're gonna give him the same thing. We're gonna give the winner. But I think I'm wanting. I want everybody to. I want all the spitters to spit a hot sixteen to the beat this guy sent me. Okay, cool. I would just like to know. I would just like to know. Um, I would just like to know how many how many MCs are listening to this. But we'll. I'll. I'm talking out of my ass. It might be this week. It might be next week. I'm. Got a lot of shit going on. But it's going to come soon. Um, to be determined. Right. To be determined. So besides the beats, the only advice question I've gotten. And again, if you would like, uh, I am the advice champ from your mom's house. If you if you would like advice, questions, comments, concerns, email me at BS with Brian Simpson at gmail.com. Um, only email me if because I'm not going to answer because <laughs> here's the thing I don't I do read I read 90% of the messages I get I can't respond to all of them it's just, it would just it would it because I tried to do that before and it just it got to the point where like it was just taking up you know hours and hours and hours out of my day and I, and 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 I, I I just don't have the time to do that so it, it, look if you want to so my point is I will definitely read every email, but I won't definitely read and reply to every DM. You know what I mean? So, or or a comment or whatever. I just can't. I don't. I'm not gonna do that. So, email me if you want advice. Not that I haven't seen your question, probably, but if I answer you, then everybody gonna stop. Okay. Follow the rules. No. <clears throat> so this guy is Will. He says, I'm not asking for advice or asking a question. Really, Will? I know Brian loves the I know Brian loves the aspect of revenge and vengeance in movies, novels, real life, and whatever else. That is true. You do know me. He claims to be a big fan of it, and I'd like to recommend a movie called The Northman. I mean, oh did yeah. I, didn't I just watch that? Yeah, that just came out. He'd absolutely dig this movie where the entire premise and plot it's about revenge. It's based on the old Norse tale, Hamlet. Big love. Wait a minute. Hamlet is a Norse tale. Yeah. Uh, That's not Shakespeare. Well, Shakespeare based it off of a story that had already existed. In the same way, he based you know everything Julius did. Caesar off of uh, you know every you know he had historical pieces and he also had stuff that he made up. A lot of people don't realize that Hamlet was actually a semi-historical. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I just watched The Northman, and I was because here's the thing: I'm not just the. It, I don't just like the story of revenge, but it's still got to be a good story. Mm. Revenge is just an element that'll suck me in, and I did I did like The Northman. I'll give it a. I'll give it a seven out of ten. That's only because it was beautiful. It was beautifully mm-hmm. shot, especially 
um, actually, I haven't watched it on my new TV. That's, maybe I'll do that next. But the, the I was a little disappointed. I, I, I say I don't want to ruin anything for anybody. Would you get, Would you recommend it though? Would yes. you, you think people should watch? I, it? I would yeah. recommend people watch it. Yeah, for sure. It, it's not like I didn't get to the end and go, "Oh man, fuck that! I can't get it." No, no, it wasn't a bad movie. I just thought there were, um, there's room there were, for improvement. There were right. There were parts of the story that could have been better. Um, better told. Wait a minute. Let me make sure I'm thinking about the right movie. Was this the joint where the dude had where like it starts off with the dudes, uh, uh, with dude's brother coming back from combat? No. And the wife, like, smiles at him real quick. Are you thinking of the movie with Tobey Maguire and Jake Gyllenhaal? Northman came out like this year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the opening scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Do, the, do, the king comes back from war. Yeah, it's got it's got Alexander Skarsgård is the is yeah, no, basically Conan O'Brien. I mean, Conan O'Brien. Conan the, the Barbarian. Barbarian. Yeah, I, like the king. I know the king comes back from yeah, war, yeah, yeah. greets his wife, and then the brother comes back like after him. Yeah. And the and him and the wife got a thing going on. Right That's now. Hamlet. Uh, okay, 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 right, right, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I did watch it. It was yeah. it was cool, and I've seen the the story of Hamlet told a bunch, and this might this is probably my um it's in my top my top three Hamlet retellings, especially since I've never read the original Hamlet. I think I I find Shakespeare so boring. Like okay, <laughs> I'm gonna get a lot of shit for this because I just harped on people being stupid, but. Like I just watched. Um, I also watched. Did you see the Denzel Washington um, Macbeth? Macbeth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like I am not a fan of. I am not a fan of people talking like Shakespeare in movies mm-hmm. because again, look, if Shakespeare based his shit off an old story, then you can you can put your shit in English English. And have it be just as good. I don't understand this need to be like, oh, art fort thou. Like, what the fuck is that? Nobody understands that. There's a handful of people that that enjoy that way of speaking. And and it and if you get a if you get a good linguist, you don't lose you don't lose the poetry of it. Because I get it. It's like they 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 stick to that shit because there's a poetry to it. But for real, for real. You, you to me, y'all are like these people that like pretend like, you know, they can tell an expensive wine from a cheap one. Yeah, mm. yeah, so, yeah so There's notes of you full of shit. You there's no we studied way, it. We know yeah, that you're full cause, of shit. Because when I because I went and saw I went and saw uh, Macbeth with a, with 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 my homegirl that loves Shakespeare. And if she wasn't with me to explain certain shit, like I would have still followed the plot of what was going on. But it was like, what's all? Why are they talking like this? <laughs> Just talking English. I don't get. I, like I don't understand the preference to speak in Shakespearean English. It ruins it for me. So it was like I love, like I love the, Mar- the Leonardo DiCaprio Romeo and Juliet. Right? Mm-hmm. They ain't talk like that. Yeah, they did. Did they? Yeah. 
they had the they they use this they just updated the setting but they spoke oh right right it was actual, modern shit yeah still. well but like, okay but good, good, good example would be like west side story right west side story is beat for beat romeo and juliet but they update it to modern times modern time then modern it times is, it's one of the greatest uh movies it's a fantastic movie. Yeah, it's like I don't get it. If it's a good story, it's a good story. You don't got to be on all on that who forthwith and all that shit. Don't nobody talk like that. Is this? What about a movie like uh, like My Own Private Idaho? Isn't that that's an adaptation of a Shakespeare? I don't know. When uh, that I feel like there was a bunch in the nineties and like the early two thousands that were basically adaptations. Uh, like for instance, Ten Things I Hate About You, which is like a teen movie, is basically Taming of the Shrew, but just updated to modern day and made into a teen date movie. Oh, see, that's that's the other thing too. I don't like it when they tell me it's Shakespeare. I don't think they did it with that one. Yeah. I, I mean, it was very obviously. I mean, if you know the story, you're like, okay, this is Taming of the Shrew. But. Yeah, I mean, tell me a story that can't be told without talking like that. That's my point. They, they do it for it's like a snobby they do it to like be snobby about it you know because the whole time I was just like I mean because some of the stuff don't even make sense like because I put it to like this I could watch a movie in I could watch a movie in any other modern language and without even understanding the language still know exactly what's going on just by the tone of things and blah 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 but the Shakespearean language is closer to English than a lot mm-hmm. of those other languages but it's so conf- it's so distracting I don't know man like like because Denzel Washington all I could tell was he acting his ass off <laughs> but I couldn't tell how like it was I don't know man it was just it would have been a great movie if it had been in English English, English, modern English, even American, the, even, <laughs> even the Queen's English. Yeah, yeah, but Shakespeare, look, man, look, Shakespeare. Like I'm telling you, look, look, a hey, Hollywood people. If I'm ever, and I probably won't be, but if I'm ever in like a Jordan Peele position where I can make movies and make more and whatever, don't even bother sending me a, a script that's talk like that. Because I'm a la- not only am I gonna laugh at you and reject it, but I'm gonna tell everybody else to laugh at you and not and not. <laughs> You'll never work in this town. <laughs> I will destroy you. You'll never work in this town again. No. I just, I don't know, man. And, and maybe it's me. Maybe I'm not as sophisticated as I as I think, but I just don't see the point. I don't see the point in making a movie, making the dialogue needlessly complicated for the sake of what? Sticking to Shakespeare? I don't get it. You know, and look, Shakespeare wasn't, Shakespeare wasn't that great of a person. I don't think he wrote all of those things. I think he stole most of it. You know, is that a story for that's another podcast, huh? Yeah. I think he stole most of it. I think he was I think Shakespeare was the Elvis of of Ooh, okay. Of that's that, a good of those times. He stole those stories from people that didn't have the means to do anything about it. He was the Thomas Edison of Yeah, bro. Writing. I mean I mean look, think about it like this. Nobody in history, the most brilliant minds in history, how many of them got twenty hits? Nobody is that prolific. Nobody has 20 of of just masterpieces. Not Beethoven, not, uh, you know, not Martin Scorsese. No genius in the history except Shakespeare is just 
home run, 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 home run. Come on, he's stealing from people, man. What are we talking about? Fuck it's also, I mean, even, even if you talk to uh, Shakespeare historians, um, they they come to fisticuffs over which versions are authoritative and. You know, the uh, whole sections, whole plays got rewritten in large aspects from uh, from uh, uh, the throughout the different times that they were staged. So yeah, I wish a Shakespearean would run up on me. See me, <laughs> nigga. Anywhere I'm at on the road, if you a Shakespearean, you got beef with what I said, come holler at your boy. I will put hands and feet on you, boy, like e, like e. Honda and Chun Li at the same damn time. I'll fight over this. Maybe I'm not that serious about it. But I will be. I, like, if somebody approached me really angry. By the way, this this is these are two. Okay, I got to address these two things. Wait a minute. Did I answer his question? He just he didn't have a question. He just suggested that you watch The Northman, which you've already oh, seen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I have. Yeah, and it was great. Thank you for the recommendation. I'll take any other revenge recommendations. But Also, if you have any stories from your own lives about revenge, Feel free oh, to yeah. send them in. Oh, hit me with a story about revenge. We can make that a whole segment. Yeah. And we can use one of the songs to transition to the segment. Send me your stories about revenge. Send me your send me your obscure black history stuff. Because people have been asking me why I don't do that anymore. And I do do it. Well, I haven't done it in a while. But it was just back when I was doing all the research on my own, it was just very depressing. Because every, <laughs> every story, because I used to do, before we were doing yeah, video, yeah. I used to do a black history yeah. segment, right? And it was like, no matter how great the story was, it would always end with like racism. And I was just, I, it was just depressing to be sitting in a dark room. Because I, I was recording in my bedroom, like under a blanket, so I didn't fucking get having the outside noise. And I would just be sitting in the dark reading about like somebody who's dreams were ruined or snatched. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. This person did this great thing and then they were yeah. immediately murdered. Yeah, so, um, yeah, send me all of that. Now, um, so I got to tell you, fuck, people this, uh, this weekend were, well, two things happened. One, this lady walked up to me after the show and she was like offended by something I said. And I was like, I was like, I, I was like, lady, I'm, I just say, I'm just saying what's funny. Like, it ain't even about you. In fact, I didn't even know who she was until she walked up to me. Like, I, she was in the back. Like, I, I just heard her voice, and I made fun of her voice. Mm-hmm. And then she walked up to me after the show, and I was like, well, what do you want me to do? And, and then she she pointed at her husband, like, like it, it, almost like, so you going to let this slide or whatever? And, it's like, and I just walked away from her. I was like, don't do that. What was she mad at? She was mad because I made fun of her. Oh. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like crowd work? Yeah, oh. I mean, I mean, well, she, she was well, she was being, she was being, she probably had a couple too many, okay, and she was having some kind of interaction with the with the server, and it was loud, mm. and her voice just cut through the the room at the wrong at the time when I was like, this happens a lot, where where there's a, you know, because I have a lot of pauses and right, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and sometimes it's like at the wrong moment, it's like her voice just cut through the silence. And ruin the timing and all that, so I started making fun of her voice. And it's like, bitch, look, if you if you had a comedy show, you gonna get made fun of probably, or you could shut the fuck up, right? You you don't you you don't get to control the content. That's what some people don't, don't 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 get. It's like it's like when you go to the movies, the movie is already made. You don't get to you don't get to decide what happens in the scenes and shit. Well, at least not nowadays. Not, not until maybe ten years from now. 
But it's like when you come to the comedy show, you don't get to decide what's in the show. You can you you your your options are, and I'll say this till I die. Your options are to laugh, don't laugh, or leave. That's it. Anything else, anything else that happens, you either at, you either at the wrong show or you don't got a sense of humor. That ain't got shit to do with me. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's like. I'm glad that her husband wasn't aggressive, you know, because I, I didn't want to have to fight nobody. But I'll, I will throw hands, nigga. If you if you try to attack me over some comedy, just don't do it. Don't do it while I'm on the road. Listen, I don't have my pistol in Virginia. You know what I'm saying? But I got these hands, and I got about two or three ass whoopers to give before I, my shoulder go out, probably. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. It's like, but look, don't approach comics. Just go home. Go home and never come see me again. That's all you got to do. Just don't buy no more tickets. Don't tell your friends I'm funny. Just leave. If you that upset, just leave. Um. Anyway, there's. I don't know if this is a a symptom of where I was headed, or the fact that like um that I flew on American because I normally fly on Delta because it's mm. LA hub. And but every now and then, especially nowadays when like flights are all crazy, sometimes I gotta just go with another thing. And I I flew on on American this weekend to, boom, and and for whatever. So there's four flights, right? There's a there's a there's here. It was a connecting flight to Charlotte, and then a connect and then a flight to, uh, to Richmond, and then back to Charlotte and back to L.A. Right. So on three of those flights, right? On three of those four flights, someone two and two of those were two of these happened to me and one of them I saw happen right in front of me to someone else but so now on 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 Delta which is what I mostly fly on Delta there's it's not completely unusual it doesn't happen very often for somebody to ask to switch seats for whatever reason you know they mm-hmm. they need they want to sit closer sure. to their fam or whatever the fuck right but on American this weekend, for whatever reason, I would I I, would, I got on a plane and it's already somebody sitting in my seat, and they go, "Oh, you don't mind, do you?" Because like, yeah, bitch, I mind, I mind. The fact that you because because the thing is, it could be a perfectly reasonable request, but the fact that you didn't ask me if you had first, let me sit down, right? If you let me sit down and then explain the situation, I'd have said yes. You know, so long as it's not a downgrade downgrade in my seat. Sure. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Swi- I'm not switching to your middle seat. You know that ain't gonna happen. You know not to even ask. I've never seen a middle seat motherfucker ask me to take it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but but this happened where well one dude I got on the plane and he was sitting in my seat and I was like, hey, this is my seat and he was like, yeah, I'm allergic to cats. So the ladies that was sitting beside him that was sitting beside his his seat had a cat in a cat carrier. Mm. He was like, yeah, I'm allergic to cats. So yeah, and I'm like, yeah, what? That ain't got shit to do with me. <laughs> You know I saying? didn't make you allergic. Yeah, b- uh, bring some motherfucking uh, uh, what they call it, Claritin, motherfucker. What that got to do with me? Get your ass out my seat. Because that's the thing, people. They try because nothing pisses me off more than people trying to use. They try to use your kindness mixed with your shame mm. against you. It was like, no, you're the person being rude right now. You took my seat and hoped that I wouldn't mind. You didn't ask me if you could have it. Or that I would mind, but I would I don't want to make a scene, exactly. or I don't want to seem like an exactly. asshole, so I'm just but, gonna shrink away. But I'm telling you right now, you fucking with the wrong one. You fucking with the wrong one. So then, on the next flight, the same thing happened. I walk into my seat, but it's a lady this time, 
And she's like, oh, yeah, you don't mind that we switch because my daughter is right there. And blah, blah, blah. I was like, I don't give a fuck. That don't have nothing to do with me. You should have sat in your seat and asked me after. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, but my daughter, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Brian, get this out of your system now because a year from now, you're going to be too famous to be pulling this shit. Nah. <laughs> I will always forever check a rude motherfucker, especially one that can't beat me in a fight. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was one dude today where I kept quiet. Because that's the thing. Whenever I keep quiet, I always beat myself up about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because this, this is a, because for me, the most paralyzing part of the, of the of the flights. And if I when I was a young man, I'm glad it wasn't as much like this because I was so aggressive that I would have definitely gotten in a fight. Um but the the way people stand up when the plane land it it, it that drives me up the fucking it wall. It drives me insane in the in the way cuz it's like cuz here's here's what here's what's so infuriating about it. The people will stand up and try to rush off the plane and be the first one off the plane. So they'll cut in front. Because it's like, if we just orderly, 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 if we just, if we deplane in an orderly fashion, everybody can get off quick. It's efficient. But what happens is the plane lands, everybody stands up. So now you're slowing everything down because you're standing in the aisle. Some people have their, their bags are behind you because there was no room or whatever. And it's like, just sit down and wait until they get to your row, right? The the one that the one that rising up the wall is will be coming in because a lot of L A flights you connecting different places right right because you're going across the country we're all the way on the fucking west side of the fucking country right so you'll land in Charlotte or Chicago or Houston or whatever and they'll be they'll say on the loudspeaker on the PA they'll say. There are lots of people on this flight with connecting flights. Some of them are tight connecting flights. If you have, if you do not have a connecting flight, please sit when we land and stay seated so that the people who have connecting flights can get off the plane first and make their connecting flights. And every single time we land, everybody stands up. Everyone, not everyone, there, but there'll be like yeah, I shouldn't say everyone. There'll be like ten of us looking at each other in solidarity, like yeah. these fucking trash <laughs> enough people. people to yeah, fuck it up. Enough people because most people are garbage, and you can tell how, by how they behave in that situation. They're garbage people, and here's the thing too. The same motherfucker that stands up like they absolutely got to get off the plane before their heart stops. They'll get out on that walkway and then move slow to the motherfucker. So now when they get on the walkway, it's a, it's a, it's a straight line. And and then all of a sudden, they're not in a fucking hurry. You know what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? The, the ones that bother me, though, are because it's the same shit. Like if you're driving on the highway out here in L.A. and like there's traffic backed up on an exit, right? Because everybody's trying to get off on this exit for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And traffic's moving slow but it's moving and then somebody tries to drive all the way up on the left side pass everybody up and then try to cut into the traffic at the very end so they can skip 80% of the traffic trying to get off on the exit oh yeah it's the same shit because it's they're they're the main character of the universe they're the protagonist in their story and so they always have a reason why the rules don't apply to them. That's why, like, I, I'll hop out in the I'll hop out in the lane in front of them. Excuse me, it's not your turn, bitch. Just <laughs> <laughs> throw an elbow out. This is another thing that irritates the Picking fuck out, out of me. Is I feel like some flight attendants are they're like customer service people, where it's like 
they've been uh what's the word what's the term is they politicized like oh no they, they like they've been indoctrinated mm-hmm. where they start believing into the corporate bullshit because like I'm, I get so tired of being harassed about my seat tray and my seat belt and my goddamn seat back when when it don't matter you know you know what I'm saying where it's like mm-hmm. you don't really care bitch what is the because what's the reason that you have to have what's the reason why you come back here and tell me that I, I got to put my seatbelt on because we land oh if all the seatbelts aren't aren't clicked then the wheels don't come down right right because it's like because because what they'll tell you is that you know in case we hit a bump or something like we don't want nobody to fly to their seat or whatever it's like that's never happened I've been flying my whole <laughs> life I've never seen anybody fly to their seat. I've never seen any of that shit happen. So it's, so it's like, why are we, why are we pretending like this is the most important? Because look, because because she, the lady came and woke me up. I'm 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 passed out. I got my seat packed. Oh, I'm passed out. She woke me up. Excuse me, can you lift up your seat? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Blah blah. blah. Came back. Blah, blah blah. And then and I was sitting in the emergency aisle thing. And then the 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 the, the flight attendant sat right in front of me, facing me. And then she goes, right as if I didn't already feel like a fat piece of shit. She goes, <laughs> is your seatbelt is your seatbelt connected? Is your seatbelt connected? I'm like. What difference does it make, bitch? You can't even, you can't tell. Do you need it? Do you need to know? When, and keep in mind, by this point, the the plane, the, the wheels have already touched the ground. And she's still worried about, it's like, are you so. Like what, you're going to hit a banana peel and the whole right, thing's going to flip like, over? Are you so stupid that like, like I told you, I've never seen, but I've had plane rides where like, I was literally in the bathroom while we were landing. They don't care about that. You can take a piss. While we landing, we could hit turbulence while we landing. Cause that's, that's the other thing. They tell you you can take off your seatbelt, but then they tell you not to. You know, like, <laughs> like we, well, we have the seatbelt. We like when we turn it off, you're allowed to stand up, but you should still keep it on. It's like, then what the fuck is the light for? And 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 this thing is, I have a lot of frustrations about the airport, and I'm sure everybody shares them. You know, an airplane material is like the hackiest material, but good God Almighty. I I I I'm, I feel like it's gonna come bursting out in my material because there's so many things I get frustrated about. Well, and comedians have to fly all the fucking time. That's that's one yeah, of the but I'm but I'm telling you, I mean, like, it, it, cause, but what, what, I guess my frustration with the flight attendants, not all of them, most of them be cool as shit. But it's almost like when you're talking to a customer service person and they know that their company is on some bullshit. And instead of just, because all I need from those people is just a just a, a glimpse of like we're both people, and you know this is bullshit. Like I know you got to read the script, and I know you got to do whatever the supervisor says or whatever. But just be a human for a moment and acknowledge that what's going like what the shit I was going through with Best Buy. It's like yeah. just acknowledge to me for a second that you realize how stupid this is. That's all I need from you. You can't like you being a true believer in the bullshit is what's frustrating me. So it's like sometimes it's like I feel like yo is or maybe it's like it's, this is a little bit of power you have, so you feel like you gotta exercise it. Were you like, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's like you want? I don't, I don't know. You know, it's, I'm gonna get. I know I'm gonna get feedback from all the fucking rule followers out there. You fucking. And you know what? And if you and if you take their side on this, I hope, I hope. 
I hope the plane does crash. Yeah, I hope you have an inverted clitoris. I hope it's like an any, like a belly button. Oh. Yeah. Same thing with the penis. If depending on what you have or had. That's how I feel. Don't forget, uh speaking <laughs> of penises and clitorises, uh BS twenty will get you 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Hell yeah. If you have any questions, complaints, concerns, email us at bswithbriansimpson at gmail.com. And for my future tour dates, which will also be in the description, uh, go to bs... bryansimpsoncomedy.com. All right, yeah, yeah. Go to bryansimpsoncomedy.com because the people that own BS Comedy wouldn't sell it to me for cheap, those fucking cunts. Um, shit. Yeah, BrianSimpsonComedy.com for my tour dates and future tickets. Next week, I'm going to... Well, this week, I'm on tour with Segura, Tom Segura, Tommy Boy. Uh, next week, I'm going to be in... Uh, the following week, uh, that's August 4th, 5th, and 6th, I'm going to be in Springfield, Missouri, for now. And then... That's it. All the way past my birthday, be the Addison Improv in Texas on August 25th, 26th, and 27th. Also, don't forget, September 8th, 9th, and 10th, I'm going to be at the San Francisco Punchline. So, you keep asking me when I'm coming to the Bay, when I'm coming back to the city, when I'm coming down to Tejas. All those things are happening in the next month and a half. So, go to BS, uh, go to BrianSimpsonComedy.com, buy those tickets right now, um, and, uh, and I'll see y'all next week.